Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I have... <laughs> I have my irreverent friend, Connor Hill, here. I am so excited to go out of linearity with this conversation, out of form and structure. And so we're calling this episode, Fuck the Form. And, yeah. um, <laughs> what and I, do like, you and I like that you, I like that you let me be irreverent. I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe. it's way more fun that way anyways so will you tell though like so we just had this conversation pre-pushing the record button about forms and how you have to fill up forms to get on a podcast and how neither one of us like that so will you tell us a little bit about that to start before we jump into this conversation you know the only question on any form that i understand what they're asking for is your name that's it right when i was in grade school I took, it was like, I took the longest, actually not just grade school, all school. I took the longest to take any test because I spent most of my time trying to figure out what the hell, like each question meant. Yeah. The overthinking of the form. Is that what you Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I love what you said in our, in our pre-interview just now, we're going to call it that, um, about the, the little red asterisk. And like what that actually means. It's like Google's uh, fun control of you have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, well, it was, it's funny too, because it was like, because so for those of you out in the world that don't know, I'm a professional civil engineer. And when I was actually doing that job, there was a point where we were, I was a, I was a part of actually creating forms. I, I told like the technical people, hey, this is what we want on the form. And then they gave us the form back and everything we wanted was like, you must fill this out. You must fill this out. And I was like, get rid of all of them or die. Because <laughs> I was like, then people, I'm like, people just start filling out stupid shit. You don't even want to know any of that stuff. Um, <laughs> but or it's, like, it's an invitation to fill out stupid shit. Because yeah. let me bring you to... Um, uh, evidence A, exhibit A, exhibit A is um, one of the questions that is on our forum for this podcast is how do you know when you're being you? And my friend Connor wrote, I know I'm being me when I'm filling out a form like this one because I hate answering questions about me or wait, who does that belong to? So I, best answer yet, I will say. Yes. <laughs> I was like, because as I'm filling that out, you know, I think this is, I imagine that, you know, you've talked about being you certified facilitators on this and I'm like well you know uh I first started answering it like well you know I know I'm being me and then like normal <laughs> facilitator answer and I was like no fuck that I know I'm being because at the same time I was like you know what even as a certified facilitator of being you I'm still sometimes not totally sure and then I'm like you know what but what I do know is that I'm being me when I'm filling out a fucking form because I'm pissed the fuck off at my fucking form. And then I'm like, wait a second, who does that belong to? And then I'm like, how many people hate filling out forms? And then I was like, oh my God, maybe I don't hate filling out forms. Maybe I'm just aware of how many people on the planet hate filling out forms. And then I was like, 
oh, I think I'm going to have an easier time filling out forms from now on. <laughs> it's that easy, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm you like, told me that you were creating something with the um, out of clear, out of out of control clearings. Will you talk a little bit about the awareness that that creation um, gave you, or what you know about control and linearity now, and how you're unwilling, like not or willing, to change your points of view about it? Oh man. So, do you mind if we go back to like from my point of view at least to the beginning? We can go of wherever the- you fucking want, and this can be the okay. most ADD conversation you've ever had. So, squirrel away, my friend. I remember my very first seven day event with access consciousness, one of the days I go to get my first ESB energetic synthesis of being group session, five people or four people in the group at the time, I think it's four. And your brother, Dr. Dane here was working on all of us. At one point I was like mostly in the session. And then I sort of tuned in to what Gary Douglas was talking about in the seven day and he started running that process the out of control process and he was running it a bunch like the whole like it seemed like for like 15 minutes but that's sort of where it started and I was like I'm oh my god I'm like the level at which I didn't even realize at the time that I make myself wrong I was like oh man I do way too much control I need to run this process like all the fucking time because I do way too much control um, so I started running that process a lot. And after running it for several weeks, a lot changed and I kept running it. And, and that was 2013. Wow. Do you want to run it right now? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, and it's changed a little bit since then, but this is where it's at right now. What energy, space, consciousness, choice, magic, miracles, mysteries, and possibilities can you and your bodies be? To be out of control, out of definition, out of limitation, out of form, out of structure, out of significance, out of linearity, and out of concentricities for all eternity. Everything that doesn't allow that to show up, times the guys in, we just trying to create it all. Yes. Right? Do you want a pod pocket? Sure. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. See, it's fully out yeah. of control there. You didn't do your own control of your clearing. Um, yeah. I just realized that out of linearity means that I didn't actually introduce you. <laughs> so, hey, you guys, this is my friend Connor Hill. He is a certified facilitator of access consciousness who travels the world having way too much fun and spreading way too much joy. That is the bio that I was so the- afraid that you were going to actually read that bio. So. Uh- it's amazing. I was like, oh, let me just write down some normal bio. And I was like, oh, shit, Sarah's probably going to read it. So I'm going to yeah. write it, whatever. It's good. It's good. Thanks. Really? Well, yeah. Well, you know? Yeah, because the linearity of like doing podcasts, which is why I was uh, even resistant to, resistant to start one, yeah. is all of the form and structure and all of yeah. the like, like the podcast voice everybody puts on and the here's now I'm on a podcast and here's I'm gonna ask these podcast questions and I'm gonna do this. And I, yeah. I threw it out the window. I was like, don't give me questions to ask. I'm just gonna show up and see what the hell yeah. you know happens. And that's way more yeah. fun for me. Yeah. So since 2013, you ran this clearing a number of right. times um, yeah. for someone who's never ran a clearing in their life and they don't know what we're talking about. Will yeah. you give us a little more information about that? And then tell us a little bit about like what has changed for you. Like what, where do you see like form and structure not being so valuable? Oh Oh my God. Like the interesting thing is, is like we said, I've been doing this program and I did it for a month and then all my 
participants were like, we want another month. And I was like, oh my God, really? We've gone as far as we can go. We can't go any farther. You know, <laughs> We're only day four into the second month. And I'm like, holy crap. And I have this, this, so as far as running processes are concerned, I've run this process to this point, at least 10 times more than any other process I've ever gotten. And, and with, for me personally, with running a process, the point of it really is, is like, like, well, so I don't know how to fit this in there. So I'm just going to say it like choice always trumps running a process. What does that mean? It's like, you can just choose anything. There's, there are times with certain things, the moment I notice I'm limiting myself, I change it and I choose different. And there's other times where I notice I'm limiting myself and I'm like, why am I not changing this? And then that's because for me, from the way I would explain it is I've just got a whole lot of other choices going on that I've made more valuable than this other choice that I could make. And so I'm not willing to make this choice because of all these other choices. I'm like, no, well, they're not really choices at that point, because if it's a choice, you're totally willing to let go of it. So it's really just conclusion and control. So you start running a process and running this process is actually a choice to run the process. And that choice breaks down all these other conclusions and control and whatever else you have going on that keeps you from making this other choice that you haven't, you just haven't made. Um, and so with the out of control process, it is like, like I said, we're four days into it and I've run this thing a lot. I'm like, really? Oh my God. It's like, can I just let go of control now? Like completely? <laughs> like I cannot believe the rabbit hole keeps getting deeper on, on the control that I've got. Um, now earlier you did say what's control for you. Um, and can I use you in this, as an example? Yeah. All right. So the first time we met, to what I recall, was we took we shared a taxi or a, a ride from, I think, the airport to somewhere in some city. I don't remember Vancouver. where we were. We were in Vancouver. And so when we were in that cab ride, I have no idea how we got on to this topic of Godfather. You mentioned you asked Dane to be your God, the Godfather to your children. But I know I was talking about how one of my friends asked me to be the Godfather to his kids, and I was freaked out about it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, dude, I can't answer that question. I'm like, now I feel like a bad friend if I say no, but if I say yes, I'm pretty sure you're going to like die tomorrow and then I'm going to have to carry your four kids for the rest of my life. And I don't want kids. <laughs> like, I definitely don't want your four kids. And I think you were like, oh, I never looked at it that way. But I'm, and I say from control, just because I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't want to be controlled by children. And no, I don't want to be controlled by someone asking me to be the godfather when if I was, and like, but the, uh, like the, the control of whatever any of that is and the out of control of letting yourself have whatever choice it is you have and, and all of that wrapped up in there. So to me, when you asked about control, I was just like, oh my God, someone asking me to be the godfather of their children. Just, it's just, just sounds like control all over everywhere. <laughs> so <clears throat> I tickled a little bit of something. Ooh. Oh, did you, me? You too, hopefully. Oh. So we, Touched, touched on the fact that you wanted to originally talk about being in relationship. And then I just said a thing that I would like to uh, like explore with you, which is where um, caring and control can get intertwined. 
will you tell me what that brings up for you? Yeah, actually, because this whole thing I just talked about now um, is really cool. I sort of discovered it per se with my mom. I did a, I did a telecall where she and literally she and one other person were the only people that signed up. And in that telecall, um, she, she, she's, she called herself out and was like, you know what, Connor, you know what, literally this has been eating at me for years. I feel really awful about, so for whatever reason, I was like playing to, you know, toying with the idea between Chicago and Kansas and where to go to school. The day that I needed to choose, I was like, I would like to stay in Chicago and I want to go to school with all my friends that I've been going to school with for a while. And then my mom said, no, no, you have to go live with your dad. And, and when she brought that up, I was like, God, you know, and the energy came up for me too. I'm like, I've been so pissed at you for the last, you know, 17 years, you know, you didn't let me choose. I, you know, this is bullshit. Like whatever feelings would come up for a kid. Cause I spent like the whole night crying. I was like, can't believe it. And I was like super depressed my freshman year. Cause, cause that place sucked. And over Kansas was like the, was the worst. So did your mom so, do that control from caring or did she um, project that into your world that it was from caring? Yes. Yes. And, and, and did it from like, this is what you need to do. Mm. And I realized in this telecall that I was doing it with her. And also I learned this, I learned this from horses in how to work with horses. Like I got the greatest outcome with horses when I didn't give any choice I made a reason and justification. It was just, I'm choosing. And like working with horses is just easier when you're like, this is what I'm choosing. And they're like, okay. But if you're like, oh, I'm true for whatever reason, like I'm, I'm hoping that this is, a, makes sense. Yeah. And so like, he was doing it like you need to go live with your father and you don't have a choice. So she made it more about at the time, she made it more about how I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Not, not that she was making a choice. Right. So we, so, I, so I even asked her in this telecall, I'm like, so, okay, what was really going on? Were you telling me what I needed to do or were you, and, and were you like, that is what she did. Or did you just like, what would it have been like? Had you just been like, this is what I'm choosing. Connor, I don't really want you like, you're going to go live with your dad because I don't really want you living here. Yeah. Like, it's okay for you to make that choice. And maybe she didn't even let herself choose. Maybe she thought that's what was needed, but she still chose it also. And, and, and when we worked through that, I just realized, oh my God, if we just made, if everything was just more about choice, not what anybody needed to do, things would be a little like that. I'm getting a little bit mental with it now. Cause I'm like looking in her world, <laughs> but um, I, it just cleared up my world when I went, oh my God, she just, it, it had nothing to do with me. It didn't mean that I didn't have choice. It was just like when you're 16, when you're 15 or whatever age you are, like you don't like, that's not like it was, I was living in her house. Yeah. Like, so she gets, well, we grow up a lot of this reality tells parents that they have to make all the choices for their kids and to protect yeah. them from making any wrong and bad choices. And that's a reflection of us as parents, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. 
so that, so you're raised in an environment of no choice and then yeah. you build great relationships outside and think like, oh yeah, this feels like, you know, this feels great. It, it means like I, I, I'm with somebody who clearly cares about me because they're making all my choices for me or telling me what I should choose in order to keep them or in order to be in the relationship. And so choice goes out the window because you've already chosen the one or the person you're committing to or the whatever. Yeah. And choice is no longer value, but it seems to have this guise of caring. Like I care about you. I know better. I know more about your future. I care about the future of the relationship. That's why I'm asking you to not do these things or not choose these things because otherwise you will be ruining the relationship. It's very interesting. So what yeah. do you, what, what, what was pinging you about being you in relationship that? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, cause, and just the way you're saying it, like, 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 as a parent, you're like, I need to make these choices for my kid, which where's your choice in that? Mm-hmm. And, and just being you in relation, like being you in relationship, what would you choose? If you were to just choose, what would you choose? Well, do you think, okay. So do you think it's about what you would choose? I get that's part of it, but how many yeah. of us are like actively trying to limit the other person's choice? Oh, yeah. Your new job is to make sure they don't choose anything else. Yeah. And it's like, like it's insane to me. Why do we do this? Well, because somebody's got to tell the other, you know, other that's because that's because you somebody's got to tell somebody what to choose. Yeah. Is a person's way of not choosing themselves, telling someone else what they need to choose. You control yourself as you tell someone else what they need to choose. But this and and I know this is a being you thing. And, and we are talking about being you and the thing I like, but like, this is what I love about horses is when you try to tell the horse what to choose, they don't do anything. Cause they, they're like most horses and a lot of horses, their reality is, what do you want? I'll do what you want. And when you have something that's like, what do you want? And you try to tell it what to choose. It doesn't get it. (laughs) what do you mean you're not telling me what you want you're just like you need to go over there yeah no but what do you want yeah you need to go over there but if you're not like totally present with what it is that you want and you say i want you to go over there but you're not really present with telling what you want then it doesn't show it doesn't show up yeah it's like it's like it took me forever and, and this is probably going to be big news for a lot of people, but it took me forever to realize uh, I, you know, uh, how much, and I probably still do it, how much I did, you know, relationship in order to get sex. Mm. So like, if anybody's ever heard this, in general, men do relationship in order to get sex and women do sex in order to get relationship. Now, what does that mean? It was like, it's like energetically, I was being the energy of, I'm a guy that you can have a relationship with so that I could get sex, which only created me having women that wanted relationship show up. And the women that only wanted sex were like, oh, I don't want you. But I'm like, come on, it'll be great. <laughs> but I was Is that so- because you were broadcasting I'm the relationship guy when you really just wanted sex in order to get sex? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. So yes. so if you were to broadcast like I'm I'd like to just play, then the 
people who'd like to play would show up. Right. Got it. And then the yeah. women are out there like, I want to just have sex. Don't worry, I don't want a relationship. They find the guy who wants sex, but not relationship. Right. If you're actually congruent with what, like, you know, with what you want. And because like everybody's doing the opposite of what they want. <laughs> so they can have control. Well, rather clarity, than clarity is another C that doesn't like, that isn't relative to relationship all the time. So we're all yeah. like talking in like, you know, between the lines and not actually being direct. So um, <clears throat> being in relationship, maybe add clarity to the ask of what it looks like to be in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and what I see in relationship too, is like, we, we, like people come together and they like jump into that box. And then, um, like Gary and Dane talk about how, like you cut off your arms and limbs to fit in the box. Yeah. And then, um, it's like, it's almost like it's, a, a, a time machine or time capsule has to like stay the same. So like, we're now committed to each other staying the same so that we can maintain the box. Right. Yeah. And then dare someone start to grow a limb that's starting to stick out of the box. Right. And so that's yeah. like, chop it off. And that would be choice, right? It's like, hey, wait a minute. Why are you making other choices that are going to disrupt the fucking box rather yeah. than being in the creation ship every day and choosing the person every day um, if it still creates for you and what you're asking for. And um, the limitation lives in the box, not necessarily yeah. in the beings. Yeah. And what else is possible? <laughs> what else is possible? I mean, because golly, like, because in relationship, being used, the first thing we give away so true so but I, but i do believe i heard somebody at some point in time if not say these exact words say they were said separately like in two different occasions was to make a deal and deliver in any relationship hmm. have you done and that yes in the relationship it, for me number one item on the deal and deliver and in, in the relationship if you're going to do like a you know, like a creation ship, if you want to call it that, um, is being you. It's like number one deal in this relationship needs to be, I need to be me and you need to be you. I mean, you can give up you if you really want it, but like that, if that's on your being, if that's on your, you know, deal. But like for me, it's I'm, I've got to be me first. And then and then you can revisit the deal and deliver at any time. But to make that to like, you know what, if we're going to go down this relationship road, what's our deal? What's the, what's the deal here? What do you want me to deliver? What are, and they're like, you know, and then what do you want me to deliver? And here's what I would like you to deliver. And like, for me, it's like, number one item, be me. Like, if you, if there's anything I even think that you're going to start doing where I feel like I need to not be me, look out. <laughs> I might, See, I might I get one. a little rambunctious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And what was this? You said the two things were being said and I cut you off because I squirreled too. So what was the other thing? Oh, that was just it. It was deal and deliver and then be you in relationship. Oh, okay. really. like, be you in relationship and deal and deliver. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to put being you being me in the do and deliver and if you want to be you then if the person tells me that a part of their deal and deliver is i would like to be me in the relationship then i'm like all right so do you want me to deliver what whatever you know is about you being you and if they're like yeah and i'm like all right <laughs> let's do this <laughs> 
and then and then it's like because then because because you know the other personal the other person will start giving themselves up because even when you give you up you know like you said you cut off your arm and you hand it to the other person you're like now you cut yours off and hand it to me right yeah <laughs> so but true. i think because that's like the one of my favorite things i remember like dane talking about was dane when he moved in with gary and they started living together dane stopped running and gary's like why'd you stop running he's like well because you don't <laughs> Okay, he's like, <laughs> keep running. You like it. <laughs> so funny. Even if it's not like a relationship, relationship. Even if it's just if it's living with the person, I've cut myself off there, and and just putting the deal and deliver in place first helps a lot. Yeah. And is it something? I'm just I'm just hearing the thoughts of people um, listening to the podcast. Is it something you write down or just a verbal? Uh, whatever works for you and it's probably gonna be scary yeah because right with the thing with the relationship especially if you want one you're like oh I don't know are we uh 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 um I, I mean when do you even know that you're in relationship or you know if but if you're the person to make the first move and be like I want this to be a relationship if that's what it is and be like Okay, like, or just to step up and be like, okay, what's what's going on here? What do you want? What's the deal for you? Do you want sex? How much? Which well, is what vulnerability is that, Connor? Because a lot of people yeah. are still in the, like, delivering the lines to get what they think they won't get if they don't deliver it as a line. Like, yeah. you know, men being like, no, I'm totally in a relationship so they can have the sex, right? And women yeah. totally love sex. It's amazing. And so that they can land you as a relationship. So what um what do you know about the vulnerability of like actually asking for what you would truly desire well and just like you said like how much have you already started giving you up for that person if you're not willing if not just if you're not willing like because maybe this is a question of of like okay am i not willing to actually do you know say what i want here because i'm also aware that that person isn't going to let me have it they, that's not something they desire. So it's like, I mean, it's amazing. Like all it, like I'm actually in a relationship now and, and with her, everything's been way easier than it's ever been for me. Like, I'm so willing to say what's going to work for me. And, and which is, has been very different than it ever was previously because previously before I was like, Oh no, if I say this, they're going to get mad. But with her, I'm like, okay, she might get mad, but okay. And, and there's much more ease in that area. Cause I still have other relationships in my life where I still am controlling myself from saying something that might make someone else mad. Yeah. But there's that control piece again. Yeah. Right. And, and then there's that thing of just like, and whew, man, now we're like getting into some detailed stuff, but then there's that, that world of, you know, just being aware of the people that desire to control you and, and choosing what works for you. Cause just like I said, the dancing on tabletops drunk, it's like, like people would think out of control is running through the streets naked. Yeah. Well, that's also not that smart because you're going to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're hanging out with this person and you're being whatever, 
and they don't want you to be that, it's just not going to create the future for either of you. But if you can be with someone where you can choose whatever choosing for you is, and they don't, they, you know, because, and they maybe even they have all their shit show up so that they have to start like they really want to get angry with you and they're angry with you but at least they take a moment with themselves and go all right I'm angry with you right now every time I was with my family I was like everybody else is in control because I'm like the youngest I'm like okay Connor has no choice everybody else gets to tell me what to do I don't get to do anything I want to do ever so here I am hello and, and there were always these moments where, oh my God, Connor, you suck at fucking going to the grocery store because you take too long. And like, he's useless at this and he's useless at that until when I kept thinking that none of them wanted me to be any more than that. And then when I finally just chose, you know, okay, fine, fuck you guys, I'm doing what I want to do. Then everybody's like, oh my God, Connor, he can like do stuff. <laughs> Rather than just like sitting there and being like almost like the guy on the couch. Well, to your so. first point was like the choice conversation, you know, we can like run all the yeah. processes, whatever we can ask for all the change, but until we choose something different, do we actually teach the people in our lives how to treat us by showing them the choices we're willing to, th- to choose and the being we're willing to be. And then they're yeah. like, Oh, Oh, okay. Oh, you can do a thing. You can go to the grocery store. Look at you, Connor. Look at you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Connor went to the grocery store and he didn't take more than fucking an hour. <laughs> He only took 15 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for the variety show episode. Thank so, you. We are calling fuck the form. Um, so yeah. one question that I, I end every podcast with is uh, this podcast is called the power of being you. If you were to write the show's description, what would you tell our listeners the power of being you is? Oh man. What, what's that thing that I say in Star Trek? It's like the last frontier because uh, i don't think the frontier exists on this planet anymore and it's probably been so long people don't even know what a frontier means <laughs> what's that oh yeah it's an area of land that hasn't actually been you know no people have been there yet what um <laughs> it's just where we haven't been nobody's been there yet and it's like it's like it's the greatest adventure it, for each individual person like people think it's fun exploring outer space, which it is. People think it's fun, fun exploring the depths of the ocean. And it is. And how many people on this planet are exploring, truly discovering what being them is? I mean, I feel like I only just started, you know, this month. I feel like I avoided it for the last seven years. I was like, yeah, no, you know. Being you has actually been the thing I've avoided the most. I'm glad you're creating with it now. And and where yeah. have you been exposing, whether you're avoiding the actual class or whatever, but where have you been exposing your being this whole time that you could acknowledge? Uh, well, everything you've ever wanted in life, being you is the way to get it. Hey, meme. Like... <laughs> Yeah, all that shit you think you need to do in order to get the stuff you want, nope. And also meme. We'll just write Yeah, that's, that, that, nope. that's what I've been doing the last seven years is like trying to do all this other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then this year, I finally like really chose to go, I'm like, 
what I'm, I'm like i was pretty sure i'd like but i had like been doing i've been like yeah i'm gonna explore being me in the background while i'm exploring all this other stuff and then i'm like what if i brought that to the foreground like that was the number one thing and then everything started opening up hey um, yeah. applause for that yeah uh, so if our listeners would like to find out more about you or what you have coming up, where can they find you? Access, I think accessconsciousness.com forward slash Connor Hill. <laughs> With two N's or, and two L's. Yeah. And then on in I'm I'm on most of the social media platforms, I'm access connorness. C-O-N-N-O-R-ness. Really, just because I thought it was funny that it was kind of access consciousness and access strongness. I thought it was funny. I, I get it now. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And um, what if you being you is the gift, the change, and the possibility this world requires? Words from Dr. Dane here. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?